Can mom, dad, or those who've gone before us actually guide us from the great beyond? This is a new one for me. Stay tuned. You might be surprised. Welcome to Doing It Best with Elder Care Success, where we explore ways to relieve the stress, exhaustion, and overwhelm that we all face in caring for an aging parent, frail spouse, or partner. Fear, frustration, emotional and financial strain does not have to be your MO. Stay tuned as we dive into different and new ways of finding more joy together with those that we love and care for and while keeping our feet solid on the ground. Hang tight, there is a better road ahead. Hello everybody, this is Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. And I have a really interesting show. So in past discussions, I think you've all heard, or those of you who've been listening, that I have this bit of a a skepticism about people who say, I can't wait to die because it's going to be beautiful. And my feeling is, well, that's really wonderful. I want you to come back six months later and give me the full report in writing. And and I want to talk to you first. (laughs) So, however... This episode is with my guest, Sloane Tate, who is a spiritual medium. She's a best-selling author of The Guide to Afterlife Communication. So I really want to hear that because I think she's got a way for me to find that book. And she actually, she was born with these natural medium gifts, and she is a third-generation medium, which makes me a little less skeptical on this whole thing. So I love the idea and I'm curious to learn more about what she's doing. She's sort of enhanced her gifts or figured out she had them while training horses on her family's horse farm. And she's an expert in yoga. She's a trained holy fire conrora, if I'm pronouncing that correct, reiki master. And she's actually studied mediumship at the Arthur Findlay College in the UK with other world-class mediums. So I'm pretty sure we're getting the right message from the right person at the right time. Thank you, Spirit Gods. You know, we're out there doing the right thing. (laughs) So welcome, Sloan. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. I've been looking forward to this for a long time since we first talked and scheduled it. And before we kind of start, I'd like to hear or learn a little bit about what mediumship is all about and how did that differ from a psychic? Well, every medium is a psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. So therefore, mediums is traditionally claimed to be the practice of contacting the afterlife, connecting with people that have once lived here on Earth that have now passed. So that includes our ancestors. Psychic work is working with more of the the physical plane or working with past, future, tapping into your energy or my energy. The mediumship works a little bit more in the realm of contacting our ancestors. I mean, it's as simple as that. If they've lived here on earth, doesn't matter if you've known them for a really long time or you just knew of their name. That means that you have access to be able to contact them and they're all in the fair game of mediumship. Mediumship is also a tool that we can copy and paste and use in psychic forms. And we can also access even angelic realms, our highest self. We can also contact different mythical creatures as well. Not mythical creatures, but I would say uh, 
archetypes, working with art, different archetypes. So you can apply the same way that you tap into your higher self with mediumship and use it in different references as well. Wow. You know, this sounds like a really interesting and beautiful way to sort of get a better sense of where we came from. I mean, especially if we didn't even know our ancestors before, there's stories that we all live with in our families that we hear about. And we hear about, you know, Uncle Joe or Aunt Sally or great grandma this and, but we don't know really a lot about how they could have maybe had an impact on our lives. And it seems like there's sort of a lot, you know, when you have that gut feeling and you're not kind of sure where it's coming from, that maybe that's part of that DNA coming through or that spirit that's telling you it's okay, just move forward, make, buy that house, take that risk, (laughs) go forward with that new job, whatever it is, right? Yes. Well, um, I think whatever part in our lives, we need that message that we're okay. Oh gosh. Right. Even in our highs and our lows, just to knowing that we're doing a good job and we're not alone and that we're okay. We're going to be okay. Being able to tap into this energy and recognizing that our loved ones have never left us. You know, the idea of heaven is silly to me that they float up into some white cloud and live in this realm that's untouchable. If we were really living in heaven, we'd live with our loved ones. So I believe that heaven truly is here now and we can access it and we can have access to our ancestors in that way and have that relationship with them. And I think you're also referencing is starting to have a little more understanding for their life. And that's a big part of mediumship because mediumship is truly a storyteller and understanding that uncle Joe had character traits that I also have with inside of myself and his, his life force still lives on through me. And that's why a medium is able to pick up on his energy because he's still with me. He still lives with me. And my memories of him, my perspective of him, the way that I experienced him is all coming from me. And I think that's the beautiful part of death is that when that character, that person who plays that character in our life passes away, now we are here to take on those traits and qualities, the ones we want. (laughs) <laughs> the ones that are going to help us move forward. Right, of course. Not the like the bad juju. No. <laughs> Uncle Joe, you didn't like Uncle Joe, you know? But at the end of the day, I think we can find through death that everyone is always looking for love and they're doing the best that they can with what they've been given. We can see that through death. We can see that, you know, your father wasn't just your father. He had played many roles in his life. And we get to see through death the whole picture of someone's soul, their whole humanity, and that there's so much bigger than the projection that I put on this person, you know? And now I get to move forward and have that energy with me, you know, as throughout my day, throughout my troubles, throughout big decisions that I make throughout my day. If I'm buying a house, if I'm investing large amounts of money, if I'm you know, going into a partnership with someone, I can tap into that and trust myself because I know that what I call my spirit guides are always with me and supporting me. And the better that we understand and know our spirit guides, the more 
powerful we show up in the world because we lose that sense of doubt. We lose that sense of fear. It's the extra confidence that we sort of need, it sounds like. We're not quite sure. So since my parents are now both gone, and I, I've shared before that when my dad passed, I felt like, oh my God, this heaviness hit my heart that now I'm the matriarch. My mom is still here, but I'm the one in charge of everything. And the weight that was there was incredible. Yet the conversation that I had with him before he passed, because you know they always say you're supposed to have that conversation. I was like scared to death to have that talk. Other talks that parents have with their kids, but when you have to have that final conversation with somebody that you love that is no longer physically going to be there, it's like, oh my God, you know, what do I say? It's a loss for words. So kind of like, all right, so what would dad want? Dad would want to make sure you know, that, that everything's going to be okay, that mom's going to be financially taken care of, that everything's going. So I went over because we would have these conversations. I just had a business conversation with dad on his deathbed and it sounds silly, but I knew that's, that's what he kind of needed to hear, that everything was going to be okay and that I had it under control. Yeah, and I did, but I didn't have it emotionally under control. That was the hard part. And I think just having those discussions or that one discussion gave me the extra strength. And and I do those chats back and forth when I'm like, saying, what do you think? What do you say? And I write them down a little in, in the morning and just sort of say to mom and dad, just you know, how, how do I add that extra strength? So I don't know if it gets through, but it certainly helps me when they're not here and I don't have them to talk to. Is that kind of like the right direction? Absolutely. It's really about your intention behind it. And how you get into ceremony. Let's say ceremony. That may be a very woo-woo word for everyone. Or a ritual, you know, a pattern. But I like the word ceremony because traditionally this is a word that references beyond space and time. You, When you go into a ceremony, you enter beyond space and time. And the way that we can look at ceremonies doesn't mean that you need to be standing at an altar you can create your own altar. You can, your altar can be your bath. It can be a book. It can be your bed. You know, it can be a, My desk. a, a desk. <laughs> it can be a quiet reading chair and having these conversations with your loved ones is important, but it's also important to realize that they're not some entity outside of you. This is within you and taking that responsibility not landing, I want to land the message that it's not some idea that some eternal force is coming in and swooping in and solving all your problems. Your, your dad's not coming back, right? And in the physical term, right? And, and the way that he was, you are now your father. And I would, I would imagine, and I feel his essence, that there are moments in his life and I feel this even very much as he's passing, feeling that emotional weight. And I, I'm, I'm feeling it very strongly of this emotional weight of, is, is my family going to be taken care of? So in its essence, yeah, so. you were actually doing your own sense of mediumship and you were taking on the emotion of your, I mean, of your father. Wow. I never thought about it that way, but, but thank you because... I, I know he, I know he's very concerned about about my mom and they had been married for they he just missed their I think it was their 64th wedding anniversary by a week yeah which is heartbreaking but 
you know, I, I know if she went first, he, he'd be devastated too. So I also think that you know, somebody has to lead the way. A lot of this fear, these, these heavier emotions are very earthly based. And one question I get a lot, especially as a medium, is what do you do with all that dark yeah. energy? You know, isn't it too much? It's not dark energy, right? It's really not. I mean, let's get, okay. So everything with, within regards to dark energy or heavy or, you know, shadow kind of materializes within us. So if you go to a medium and they say, you have a dark spirit around you, it may be a projection around what that medium is going through however because there always is a connection between client and medium however um and you may be experiencing some sense of depression or you may be going through something especially if you've lost someone grief Uh is a, a, a monster in a sense but it can also become an amazing animal to ride in on life in. You learn a lot through grief about yourself and those that are around you too, which is which has been my experience. It's, it's yeah. been pretty interesting. But more of those like heavier emotions, like your father left that emotion here on earth for you to handle. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I took the ball and ran with it. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, he transcended into a higher realm of, of love and peace. And I feel, you know, he's it's almost like he's shaking one of his legs. Like he's like, I'm free. You know, I, <laughs> it, my physical body is free, you know? And so, because there is no physical body in the spiritual realm, but right. Um, they also have, I see it as like, almost like a, as they pass, they go into this layer of, knowledge and wisdom that connects and aligns them with some sense of a universal force. Some may say God that aligns you into this because when I speak with spirit, they have such high realm conversations and wisdom that is just so truthful that you can't argue it. So truthful that it comes instantly. Um, and within my own mediumship, my own limitations are within myself, my own ego, my sure. own my own shortness of my memories and those experiences. But I do want people to understand that there's nothing to be afraid of. Our loved ones are around us. And this is traditionally one of the oldest belief systems that ever existed for a long it's been around for centuries right i mean since we've existed as human beings it was widely accepted that our ancestors are walking with us and and that they're here and not only are they here but just as you're saying you can sit and talk to them and you can get them to support you vibe. yeah but yeah. you can also send them into situations so as much as I said, they're not here. To, your dad's not going to walk through the door and go get a job no. and pay all the bills and make sure, you know, but he can. That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> that's you now taking on this beautiful sense of your father and honoring him in that way. But you can be asked for guidance, ask for support and watch how literal miracles can just fall right in your path the right person, the right company that comes in or, you know, whatever it's like, there are answered prayers, but it comes from the belief system that this is real, that they are here. 
it's interesting, this conversation, in that I want to sort of take it on a slightly different turn. When somebody is passing, I think if you've never experienced it before, you kind of look for those signs of, of what to look for. And I didn't know what to look for. And it wasn't it wasn't until later that my cousin and another friend told them they actually saw something physical happen when, in this case, you know, my cousin was my aunt, my mom's sister passed away. She said, I saw my mother who had just died and fallen into my arms. Her, it was like a spirit, it looked like a physical body turned around, looked at me and smiled and then just disappeared. And it was, you know, I, that was the first time I'd heard that. And then another good friend of mine who's helped me with some publishing work said, you know, when my mom passed, I saw this, it was like a heat, you know, like you see heat rising off the, the road on a hot summer day. He said, I saw that, but I wasn't sure what it was. So when my dad died, I purposely took the time to watch for it. And he said, I actually saw like this, this white, clearish kind of, it, it, to him, that's what he saw, this smoke that kind of rise, rose from the body and then dis disappeared. And then when my mom was passing and we, our aides were there, my sister and myself and, and two aides were sitting there on either side of, of mom's bed in their bedroom, this cold breeze came through. And it was, it was December. <laughs> it, it was Florida, but it was December. And just blew between the two of us, all four of us, you know, on either side. And we didn't know where it came from. I didn't even notice it, but it was the two aides that said, did you feel that? And then we're convinced to this, I'm convinced to this day that it was my dad. I could almost hear his voice saying, "Hun, it's time to come. Enough of this. Get out and come with me. <laughs> and so that's kind of my, my way of thinking about it. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking you because you're the expert. Yeah, I absolutely, I, in many terms, enjoy, I was about to say I enjoy death, <laughs> but I, I enjoy these aspects of death. I love these, it's like where the veil opens up and you witness these things that are like, did that really happen? You know? It's not so scary. It's It, it makes you think like, oh. There's something else out there. It's, it's not so final. Yeah. And I think also the biggest aspect of it is too, like, I think about death of our physical body in a sad sense when someone's not able to finish their creation here, you know, right? when we're really holding back, we're not giving our fullest, we're not living our fullest lives. I think that that's sad to witness, but death in the physical form, when someone has lived a full life, I love, I mean, that's, those are the best clients to have the ones that okay. have lived the full life. Right. And, but being able to experience death also makes you realize like, we're going to be okay after passing when you see these beautiful things. And it also shifts you as a person. I mean, you can't go through a close death, especially if you're witnessing someone pass and, be the same after that. I mean, it. I totally agree. My dad, when I had flown down and they had brought him home from the hospital into home hospice here in the house, and I got to his bed, the foot of his bed, before my sister came in like a day or two later, and he opened his eyes and he looked at me and he said, Tracy. Now, Tracy was a three year old sister that pa passed when she was three and a half, and I'm not three years old. 
<laughs> and I was, you know, it didn't hit me. But now I look back and I said, oh my God, if I was able to do that, and and I mean, it wasn't me, but, you know, maybe maybe that was a gift that was being passed down to give my dad that there was a sense of comfort and it was okay. So that that was also rather an interesting experience to well, to be there for. And yeah, I believe many I just wish I had been more present to understand what was going on at the time. I know, don't we all wish we do? <laughs> but it's right. almost as if we're getting doses of things that we really can't even handle or even fathom at that time, but it leaves marks in our it's like leaves an imprint in us that we can't forget and we go back to and think and wonder. And I think that's the beautiful thing about mediumship and connecting with our ancestors. It's really not here for us to know, you know, I, I'm, I'm in many sense a skeptic. If I sat down with the medium, I, I, I want to be, I, I'm a skeptic too, you know? Good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Cause I, I need proof. I mean, you know, but I'm also not here to deliver proof as a medium. I'm here to deliver what I receive. Right. So in all of this sense and between all of this is the question and it's more about being in the question than having all the answers. And I think that's the important thing about death is allowing the questions to linger. Is this real? Is my ancestor, is my loved one really here? Like being in the question of it, is setting the intention. It's putting your awareness there. And that's all that you need. And I, I'm a kind of person that I've gotten incredible signs. I've, I've got, had wild experiences. And sometimes I'll say, I don't know. Is that real? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 11, 11 on the clock. I need something a little more than that. Like, you know, <laughs> I know I just asked you for something and you're giving me that 11, 11, but I need mean, something a little bit more, you know? And I think that that's okay to do. It's okay to be in that space. I think that it's a lot harder to live a life where you have all the answers. And that's just not how it works with spirit. Well, and that's kind of boring too. If you, if you know what's going to happen, then there's no fun in the surprise. Well, spirit also works. Anything's possible with spirit. Anything is possible okay. with your own. So there really is so much opportunity. I mean, they're in infinity they are in the vastness and i think about the other thing that i get excited about death is that when you die it's almost like something really good is about to happen in your life and and that's how i think about it because you need this person in the spirit realm beyond space and time to be helping you and guiding you and being there with you on another level and that they could support you here on earth and as much as our ego is mourning their physical presence, we both know that those memories that you have cannot go away. You know, that, that, the, the thank goodness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we become them, right? Like there's a part of them, but you can also tap into this essence of them and it can support you. And, and a lot of times we're about to go through something that we need that extra support. And also I think it brings us closer to the essence of what God is because suddenly now we have something in the spirit realm that we can like have finite explanations of because no one really knows what God looks like or this source energy or whatever people want to label as the, the, 
the life force that animates all of us, right? That right. this is where we go after we pass, you know, regardless of what you believe in it, I think that we now have some kind of tie to this universal source energy that our loved ones are now with God. They're now in this higher presence. And now we have, we have a deeper knowing of God because that our loved one is now in that realm. And we know what they smelled like. We know how they laughed. Mm. We know what they ate. You know, we know what they looked like. And so when we get this presence of a loved one coming through, that's exactly how they come through. They use what's called the clear senses. And it, it works through smell. It works through those deja vu where all of a sudden the memory is coming through. It comes through your emotions where all of a sudden, a lot of times we think we're still mourning, but it's really your loved one coming through and 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 pushing on those emotions to clear way for something pushing else. Pushing those buttons that they yes. didn't when they were around. Yes, right? they will. So you mentioned the sense of smell, and that's kind of interesting because when my father-in-law, my, my husband's dad passed, it was rather sudden. We didn't expect it. And we had come back from his funeral and they were in Florida too. We're back in Connecticut. My husband said, I got to share this with you. And I said, what is it? And he said, I had, I smelled my dad. It was his scent that I knew. And then he said, I clearly heard it's not what you think. Mm. Because Bob's always thought like, that's it. Finite. There's nothing else. Boom. We're gone. Poof, poof, you know, no more. And he said the voice was so clear and so loud and then stopped. Yeah. So hearing that, you know, it's just, it's knowing, I think it's part of maybe just being aware of, hyper, hyper aware of what's going on around you, which can help you be stronger through this time. Yeah. And hopefully even better. Well, a better person maybe later on too. I would maybe correct that and say it's not about being hyper aware of what's around you. It's about okay. being hyper aware of what's in you ah. and understanding you. And I think if you really want to connect with your loved ones, you yourself have to heal who you are. So can you give them like a, a tip or two? Like how do you do that? Because so much, so much of our days we're, we're distracted. We're in the, the moment of the task. We're trying to be linear. We're getting things done. We're, we're dealing with kids. We're dealing with animals. We're dealing with husbands. We're dealing with job. We're dealing with finances. And it just becomes all overwhelming. Or we may be taking care of another parent or a child. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, but it's like this bombarded being attacked all the time. And not in a bad way, but it doesn't seem like it, it gives us enough time or maybe we just don't take the time to sort of tap into that that sense of where we are at any moment in, in time. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think this could be a whole nother, the whole nother, yeah, this, this could be a whole nother podcast. But I think that the simple answer is to breathe, to breathe and to be present okay. because all of this comes from the present moment. Your body is an amazing tool and when I sit down with a client, I'm not looking outside of myself for messages. I'm looking within. It really depends on the personal work that I do and right. the radical accountability, right? Thinking about like the holographic universe that everything is a reflection of our own souls. 
and we are a co-creation of this participation in life. And so, you know, if you don't like something, how are you co-creating it? Take the responsibility because that's putting you in your power. And that pow- same power is the same power that you can use to access your, your ancestors. And it's, it's being in the question of what is mine, what is yours, and what is the universe's? You know, where, where does the energy fields lie? And understanding your ego voice, your soul, and your spirit is the first is the really the understanding of what are these voices inside of me what are these feelings and experiences i have am having and turning inward and exploring them and understanding the cycles in your own life and what is what is yours you know versus what is everyone else's you know and then that's how you know when a spirit comes in because all of a sudden you'll go well that's not my thought <laughs> that sounds like my uncle thought my uncle's thought you know like or you just can feel when a spirit comes through. You can feel when all of a sudden emotions come in. I mean, I remember when my great grandmother passed and everyone was in her house. It was her, uh, what is it called? Breathement mm-hmm. um, after the funeral. And I remember feeling shot by energy that was full anxiety And it was like, what are people doing in my kitchen? Uh Like, it was like, so intense. I felt this sense of like, oh, why is everyone in my home? You know, my my privacy is being invaded. Go away. Yeah. And I, my great grandmother was the hostess with the mostest, but Uh she liked things done a particular way. And I could feel her energy coming in. And I remember even in my twenties going, this is not me. Like, and I just kind of went around the party playing that role of like grams, like my grams that I saw because, but I could, I, I knew that energy wasn't mine. That was hers. Right. <laughs> and so being able to even just witness this makes you a little bit more grateful that and aware, you know, just being able to wear, even when like, for example, with you and your dad and that worry of, can I handle this all, you know, feeling the pressure of everything. And stepping into that with, yes, I can. And because I I walk with my ancestors, you know, my Angelo says, I come as one, I leave as 1000 because we walk with our ancestors, like, and um, you're not alone. And also that's not yours to carry. You are taken care of. The truth is, is that all we are is love and that we are perfectly taken care of. And and it's good. It's okay. When you look at right? it like that. Yeah. It's it's a connection with your father. And like, yeah. how beautiful is that? And I get to play this role right now, you know? Like, I get to play as the worrier. And I'm not the worry. I'm not this energy. But it, it will pass, right? But it for right now, this is what I'm playing as. And and that's that's it. And, and so if anyone wants to connect to their loved ones, um, I definitely would plug my book, my uh, a guide to afterlife communication. Oh, we'll put a link to the book. No problems. Absolutely. It's such a great beginner's guide. It gives different little rituals that you can do, different steps and exercises. There's meditations in there. It really explains it from A to Z. But I would definitely say just as simple as breathing because sometimes we are in life and we have a hundred billion things going on. And we forget to be in the present moment, which is really hard to do because we're in somebody else's moment, not ours. Yeah. And just breathing and just 
breath is the anchor into the present moment and just getting present with yourself. And you know that you're, you're there in your spirit body when you see things through the eyes of love. I'm going to take a little a little break here because I want to do this in, in two part shows. You know, we're going to do a, a part one and part two. And so you get um, part two coming up. Yay. And that's it for part one on my interview with Sloan Tate, the medium. I don't know about you, but I'm just kind of fascinated about this whole area of if there is something else afterwards. I've had some experiences that are just a little strange and maybe there just is some truth to that. But we'll never really know unless somebody comes back with that whole journal and lets us know. I know I'm kind of curious. So if this is something that you're enjoying, please, as a gift to your friends and family, share a link. It's free, it's easy, and it's my gift to you too. So we'll see you soon or we'll hear you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright, Caremanity, LLC.